every sparrow that falls. He made the mountains and the seas. He's in control of everything, of all the creatures, great and small. He knows my name, every step that I take. Every move that I make, every tear that I cry, He knows my name when I'm overwhelmed by the pain. Can't see the light of day, I know I'll be just fine. He knows my name. So make sure, I know there's visitors, make sure you go around and find someone you do not know and say hello. Get up. 
up in Jesus' name. The Lord is calling daily to those who would be saved. Don't go down defeated. The victory's here to claim. Get up, get up, get up in Jesus' name. At the gate called Beautiful, laid out in the street. For a lonely beggar who was crippled in his feet. John and Peter passed him, they saw his need was bad. They had no gold or silver, but they gave him what they had. Get up, get up, get up in Jesus' name. The Lord is calling daily to those who would be saved. Don't go down defeated, while victory's here to claim. Get up, get up, get up in praise this morning. Make your way back to your seats. We're going to make a couple of announcements real quick. God is good. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Grab your seats. Grab your seats. Thank you all for being here today. So good to have you all this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Can you imagine being in Joey's living room and hearing uh, that boom, boom, boom? I bet I wish I was there. I got a lot of bass or something coming back at me, Mike. Test one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven. That's perfect right there. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day.
We thank you for all that you do for us. Father, thank you for always making a way where there is no way. Lord, thank you for coming through for these people right here this morning. Father, keep coming through. Breaking through into dark places where we tried to hide from you. Father, we can't hide anything from you. Start with me, Lord, that I may continue to grow and be all that you've counted me to be. Start with these people right here this morning, Lord, that you would change them into the image of you, that others may know that we walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. We're going to do one more song, but last week uh, we had a transformer blow up here and uh, our breaker blow out or something, and uh, so we didn't get to do women's Bible study. So tomorrow night is women's Bible study, amen. So please be here. Uh, it starts at 7 o'clock, and we just encourage you guys to come and bring a dish. Uh, we don't have anyone that can watch the kids, so dads, it's your job, amen. Don't call a babysitter so you can go do something. You be the uh, babysitter, amen. Uh, praise God. I, I tell people all the time, you can't, you, you're not a babysitter. You made them. So be here tomorrow night, ladies. If it's your first time at church, it's a great time to come and meet other women, get to know them. Amen. Also, I'm going to let Mary tell you real quick about the pictures. Yes, today is the last day to sign up. We have a table back there. You can sign up after church. Uh, we are encouraging you to sign up if you have not for pictures. We're doing a church directory, and we have about 100 families, and I know we have many, many more. So you, uh, today's the last day in person, but we will leave it online. You can go to our website and click on the link and go to um, do it till Friday, the 31st. So it will be open. If you don't get it today, you can do it online. Because the pictures start um, August 4th, I believe. So we're just encouraging you to please, please sign up. You get a free 8 by 10 It doesn't cost you anything, but we want you in the church directory. Amen? Amen. One thing my secretary had shared with me is she, her, her dad is 91 years old, and Miss Betty is 80 years old, and they're going to come up and get their picture made so that she'll have that memory. Maybe bring your mom and dad. Uh, uh, someone may be up in age. you just like to get their picture taken. It don't cost them anything. It's not going to cost you anything. Now, of course, they'll be selling like stuff, but you don't have to buy it. Just get a free 8 by 10 and then look at yourself every day and say, Wow, I sure am pretty. I got 8 by 10 in my wallet. Let me get it out. Okay. <laughs> right after church today, right after church, we're going to take a ride on our motorcycles together. Praise God. Amen. So if you brought your motorcycles, we're going to leave right after church. We're going to go to Ryan's in Conroe. But everybody's welcome to go to Ryan's in fellowship. Amen? Uh, so everybody's welcome to go. So we're going to leave. We, we Somebody, Yes, ma'am. You want to go, Lizzie? You want to go to Ryan? Or you hollered at Todd? You talking to Todd? He's not talking back, is he? You telling him about it? Hey, we're going to Ryan's afterwards. You want to go with me? Are you hungry? Denny's. Uh, spaghetti. Hey, that's Pastor Mark's favorite food, too. 
Hey, would you come and pray with me this morning? Would you come up here and pray with me? Come up here with Pastor Mark. Let's pray over the offering. Will y'all give Miss Lizzie a little hand? Come here, baby. Help her up here, Todd. Amen. Amen. Ain't God so good? Stand with me this morning. I love you. Can we pray to the Lord this morning? Huh? You ready? Yes, amen. Let's pray together over our offering. Father God, we thank you today, Father, that we can just be here, be in this place, be together. Father, thank you for Lizzie and so many angels and babies in this church. Father, I saw so many kids last night just helping serve. I got Bobby and Heather and Danny's boy to help me get the baptism out this morning. And I told them, young men, thank you so much for always helping when the pastor calls. Father, continue to work in Lizzie's life and all of our lives this morning. Father, you are my friend, my father. You are everything to me. Father, be everything to everyone in this place. Father, bless our offering this morning that it may be enough to pay the lights, to do all that we have to do, Father, in our building project to make room for one more person that would ride in here and fall in love with you the way that we do. Father, bless the gift, the tithe, the offering. May there be enough in your house that it would overflow this morning. Thank you for letting Lizzie pray with me this morning. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. I love you. Thank you, sweetie. Amen. That's okay.
this morning, if you'll open it up to Revelations 3, wow, what a night we had, I 
I said that earlier, well, what a night we have. Man, what a week we had leading up to that night. The devil tried to throw everything at us but the kitchen sink. Some even threw the kitchen sink at. But we're here today. We made it. Hallelujah. The start of a new week. We made it. I said, hallelujah. I I guess y'all didn't have as bad a week as I had. Hallelujah. I made it. Well, praise God, I made it. I've made it. Anybody ever had one of those? Well, hallelujah, I made it. I've learned one thing, folks. I want you to learn with me this morning that you cannot make it if you're halfway in. You will not make it if you're not 100% in. You will not make it in anything halfway in it. I almost said another word. What were y'all thinking? I was going to say lukewarm. You cannot make it if you are a lukewarm Christian. God has been dealing with me all week about being lukewarm. Started on Tuesday and it hasn't ended yet. So I said, Lord, what was it that you would want me to learn from this? What would you want me to learn? He says, you got to get all in, Mark Grimes. Mark Grimes, if you want to really be a follower of me, then you got to get all in. For the rest of us this morning, God is saying, you're not going to make it to the finish line if you're not 100% sold out to Jesus Christ. Lukewarm, say that with me. Lukewarm Christians will not make it. To the finish line. Having one foot in and one foot out. You'll never survive nothing. You'll never make it to the finish line. If Jesus is Lord of your life. He wants to be Lord of all of your life. People ask me all the time. Pastor Mark is it hard for you to talk to complete strangers about Jesus Christ? Is it hard for you to talk to someone who's going down the wrong road about Jesus Christ? Is it hard for you to talk to an alcoholic or a drug addict or, or, or someone who's about to make a big, big mistake and you go witness to them? Is that very hard for you, Pastor Mark? So no, that's easy. What's hard is talking to people that come to church every week. What's hard is talking to you every week, preaching these messages every week, and then you leave out of here and you never change. That's the hardest part. The, uh, yeah, if your toes are getting stepped on, pick them up. I'm not here to preach a feel-good message. I'm here to preach the truth. You need to be all in or you need to be all out. Touch somebody and say all in or all out. It's so hard to talk to people in the church. Yes, people in the church because of lukewarmness. There are a few things in life that when God touches, you can see His mighty power like last night, that why should we question His even existence? Why should we question His hand in our life? Why must we try to make up our own rules and try to make our own way and strive to get what we want to strive in our own heart? We should ask God to take over our heart this morning, that we may be 100% sold out to Him in every area of our life. Lukewarm. How many like lukewarm coffee? Raise your hand. 
How many like hot coffee? Raise your hand. How many don't like coffee? Raise your hand. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Can you stand coffee or the smell of it? Gerald Davidson. That boy drinks some coffee there, boy. There's nothing worse than lukewarm coffee out here. There's nothing worse than ice cream that's set in the car a little too long because you had to stop off and get your nails done. One time Mary has stopped off and got her hair and her nails done. She forgot about the ice cream in the car. I, I had to swim around the uh, 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 the malto meal and get the middle of the deal, and it was sour on the middle. I was like, there's nothing worse than half-cold ice cream. To the Lord, he says there's nothing worse than lukewarmness. Being a lukewarm Christian. Revelations 3, got my Bible? I've never heard anybody say, you'll feel better if you go take a lukewarm shower. How many have sent food back at a restaurant because it was lukewarm? It wasn't hot, it wasn't cold, it just wasn't, it wasn't. Right. You knew it wasn't right. By nature, society tells us that things should not be hot or cold. Things should, by nature, society tells us that things should be hot or cold. But for some reason in the area of Christianity, we make excuses and try to manipulate the Scripture. That's okay. It's all right. I apologize if what I'm going to say upsets you this morning, but I don't apologize for preaching the truth. As your pastor... My job's not always to build you up. My job sometimes is to look you in the face, every one of you, and tell you that Christ, our King, our risen Savior, cannot stand lukewarm people. So if you're lukewarm this morning, if you're halfway in, if you're halfway out, then the Lord can't stand it. He says, come to me hot or cold, or I'll spit you out of my mouth. Sometimes, as a pastor, we're called, called to steer you in the right direction when you stray off course. That's why pastors are called God's shepherds. It's a Greek word for pastor, which means to care for one, to feed one, to guide one, to protect one, to protect the sheep. Let me cut right to the heart of the matter this morning. The Bible makes it extremely clear. Being a lukewarm Christian is not considered good in the eyes of the Lord. What does a lukewarm Christian look like? I'm about to read to you. Listen to me. What does a lukewarm Christian look like? It's somewhere between on fire and I can't stand you, God. It's somewhere between on fire for God, and I don't trust you, God. It's somewhere between I'm saved, set free, and delivered, but i got to call everybody up and make sure. You're either on fire, or you're cold, or you're in between. God said He'd rather have you cold than hot. If you're not going to be, he'd rather have you, he says, come to me hot or cold or I'll spit you out of my mouth. He said, he'd rather you be cold than be lukewarm. 
It's the place that is found somewhere between being hot on fire for the living life, the living God. It's somewhere between being on fire or not even having a desire to follow God in every area of your life. One of my favorite lines comes from Pastor Francis Chan. He says this, Just because it doesn't bother you doesn't mean it shouldn't bother you. Huh? Just because it doesn't bother me bother you doesn't mean it shouldn't bother you. Revelations 3, got my Bible? Verse 15. Revelations 3, verse 15. Is it in red in your Bible? If it's in red, who said it? So I ain't making this up. I know all things you do. I know all things you do. I Let's read it word for word. I know all things you do. He says, I know all things you do. So that tells me that God is watching every single thing that you and I do. I think that's why God was trying to me to get right this week. Because God said, I'm watching every single thing you do. How would you like to know that this morning? It's the truth. You may can hide from your husband, but you ain't hiding from God. You may hide from your wife, but you can't hide from the Lord. You may hide from your family and your friends, but you can't hide from the Lord. God sees everything. I know, verse 15, I know. I read out the New Living Translation, but it says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. But since you are lukewarm water, I will spit you out of my mouth. Man. So with that in mind, it's time for us to either get on fire or get away from the Lord completely. Wow, Brother Mark, that's a powerful statement. I didn't say it. He says it. You're either hot or cold, or I'll spit you out of my mouth. Well, Brother Mark, I'm in between somewhere. Don't be in between. That's a dangerous place to be. Be on fire for God. Be sold out for God. We went and watched a pastor preview of the movie War Room, and there was a realtor in the movie, and, and, and there was a little lady, a little black lady in the movie, and she was just on fire for the Lord. And all of her life, she had, she, she had found a place where she could battle Satan, and that was in her closet, and that was in prayer. You and I can fight Satan in prayer. I'm not going to ruin the movie for you because the movie was so great, but the, the little lady was, was, was getting to the place in her life where she needed somebody to take care of her. So she decided to sell her house. So she called this realtor in to take a look at the house. And so the realtor came in the house and she looked at the living room and she said, this room is beautiful. She went into the kitchen and she said, this room is beautiful. And then she went into the master bedroom. She said, this room is beautiful. <laughs> and she was taking pictures and doing all the things that a realtor does. She said, I'll be back tomorrow and I'll tell you I'll tell you what you should list your house for. I'll tell you what other houses have sold for in this area. And, and, and she said, uh, can I come by and drop that off? She said, I'll tell you what, come by for coffee and we'll talk about it. You see, because the little black lady had known 
that God had sent this lady to her. Why? Because she had prayed and asked God to send her somebody. Well, she said, you come by for coffee. And the realtor looked back and said, Miss Ethel, what's your favorite room in the whole house? She said, you come back for coffee in the morning, and I'll show you my favorite room in the house. Next morning, the realtor showed up. She had all the papers about what the house should sell for. She had her listing price. And Miss Ethel, she was about 80 years old. She was looking it up and down, looking it up. And the realtor said, you like what you see? She said, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. She said, uh, do you believe in Jesus? Kind of caught the realtor lady off guard. She's like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Miss Ethel said, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sometimes you've got to be called to the carpet. Are you sold out? Are you 100% in? Sometimes you need to be called to the carpet. In Revelations 3, they're calling us to the carpet. Are we 100% in? Or are we 50% in? Are we halfway there? Are we completely away from God? Boys, listen to me. You need to listen more than anything. So in the movie, she says, do you believe in Jesus? He said, oh, yeah, Miss Ethel, I believe in Jesus. She said, where do you go to church? The realtor lady said, oh, we go to faith community sometimes. She looked up from the paper and says, does your pastor preach sometimes? She said, duly noted, I, I understand. Can we go on and talk about the house and not my relationship with the Lord? Said, oh, yes, yes, yes. Didn't you come for coffee, the little lady said. She went into the kitchen. She grabbed two pots of coffee, and she poured both both pots into a cup. She poured this into this cup and this one into this cup and she brought them back into the living room where they were sitting in the dining room and she said, baby, do you need cream and sugar with your coffee? And the realtor lady said, no, I like mine black and hot. And she handed it to her and they took and they showed a picture of Miss Ethel's cup and it was just steaming over the top and she was blowing on it and she took a sip and the realtor, they, they moved to her and she took a big old spit and went, oh, good night, Miss Ethel. Do you like your coffee lukewarm and she said oh no baby I like mine hot but neither does the Lord like us lukewarm she said duly noted there's nothing worse than a halfway in dad there's nothing worse than a halfway in mom there's nothing worse than a halfway in Christian. God says all or nothing. Lukewarm is going to get you nowhere. He's going to spit you out of his mouth. What are the signs that I may become in lukewarm? I thought about it. I said, Lord, what are some signs that I may become in lukewarm? I know your deeds. It says in Revelation 3, 15, 16, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So with that in mind, here are ten signs, and I'm done, that you might be a lukewarm Christian. Now, if any of these areas pertain to your life, you may be a lukewarm Christian. You need to fix that this morning. Hey, I'm calling you to the carpet. You need to fix that. This morning, I'm not afraid to tell you the truth. I've never been afraid to tell you the truth. I'm afraid that you're going to leave out of here and die and go to hell. That's what I'm afraid of.
You say, Brother Mark, but I prayed the prayer of salvation. Brother Mark, I know that I know that I know. He says, come to me hot or cold. Are you hot? Are you on fire? Here's some signs that you may be a little lukewarm. I don't want to start calling people out by name, but I might have to before we get done. I might have to call you by name and ask you. Brother Mark, you would do that? You betcha. I'd rather do that than see you go to hell. So if your son or your daughter is walking down the right road or the wrong road, you need to tell them. If they're going down the wrong path, you need to man up and go say, hey, if your best friend is headed to hell, you need to say, hey. Man, y'all just quiet this morning. I wish I had an amener in this house that would believe that and, and be grateful that somebody called them to the carpet, that somebody looked them in the face and said, hey, them drugs you're using, they're going to send you to hell. That lifestyle that you're living, it's going to send you straight to hell. We live in a world where nothing bothers anybody. Stuff bothers Jesus. Stuff bothers the good Lord. Number one sign, you may be lukewarm. Now listen. If this applies to you, I'm going to do an altar call in a minute. I'm going to have them come back up and sing that last amazing song that they sang. And I'm going to ask you to come right down here, and we're going to kneel down right in this spot where our altar is. And I'm going to ask you to cry out to Jesus like I did this week and say, Lord, I don't want to be lukewarm. <laughs> I held my wife's hand. I said, honey, I don't want to be a lukewarm husband, a lukewarm father, a lukewarm pastor. I want it all. I took the other hand and I said, Lord, I want it all. I don't want to be lukewarm. I want it all, Lord. Number one, sign you may be lukewarm. You only seek God when things seem to be crashing down around you. When things are falling apart, you're at church. When things are good, you're not at church. When things are going to hell in a half basket, you're praying, you're watching Christian television, you're crying out to God when things are bad, but when things are good, God is excluded out of your life. Do we see that today? Number two, you rarely share your faith and would have a difficult time sharing your faith if, 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 if you were asked to share your faith. What if I called you up right now and said, give me your testimony and tell the truth? Jeff Bates came last week. He told the truth. He said he was married nine times, shocked the whole church. He said, I'm just kidding. I've only been married five times, but it sounds a lot better when you say nine. <laughs> The Bible says be ready to give your testimony in season and out of season. Amen. One thing I love about Robert and Kim Stoke and being partnered with them on our R3 Christian ministries and doing our marriage counseling together, they admitted that they had a problem and they got right with each other and they got right with God. Sometimes we don't admit we got a problem. We try to hide we got a problem. What if I were to ask you to share your faith? What if I were to ask you to get up right now, Dean, and get up right now, Joseph, get up right now, Rick, get up right now and come and share your testimony. Would you hide your faith? We'd say, Brother Mark, you put me on blast. 
the world we live in, Christians need to be put on blast. Number one, you only seek God when things seem to be crashing down around you. Number two, you rarely share your faith. Maybe you have a co-worker. Maybe you have a family member. You see that they need Jesus, but you don't have the guts to share your faith with them. You're a lukewarm Christian. Number three, now this is a good one. This is a good one. Listen to me. The acceptance of people matter more than the acceptance that God provides for each and every one of us. You want to be accepted by everybody. You want to fit in. You want everybody to like you. Let me say this. If you're a Christian and you're 100% sold out, you need to come to realization that not everybody's going to like you. I'll get some emails about what we did last night. It would be awesome. I might get some death threats. Hallelujah. I might have people picketing next week after this message right here. I might have some of you never come back. But I'm okay with that because I'm happy with what God has told me to do and say and preach. This area I'm weak in. This area I'm weak in. I'll be honest with you. I want people to accept me. I want people to love me. Why? Because I was never loved or accepted by my parents. So I have issues. But as I grow and mature in Christ and I step out of lukewarmness and into on fire for God, I know that He accepts me and He loves me. And He'll accept you and love you. But if the accept... Now, teenagers, listen to me. If you're more concerned about what he thinks about you or what she thinks about you, then you have a problem. You need to be concerned about what God thinks about you. Number four. <laughs> this is good stuff. You come to church and you play Christian. But as soon as you leave, your, right, your life is really no different than others in this world. Some of you are shaking your head like you're talking to me. You come to church, you play Christian, but your life is no different than anybody else in this world. If that is you this morning, you're a lukewarm Christian. God's about to spit you out of his mouth. If that hurts, then fix it. How many got kids? Raise your hand. If they do something wrong and you have to spank them to get them to do something right, does that mean you love them any less? God put his word down so that we could be fixed. That don't mean he don't love us. He means he loves us, that he wants us to walk in his will and his ways. This is English, easy to understand, but sometimes hard to swallow. People ask me all the time, if I drink one beer, will I go to hell? No. If I smoke a little pot, will I go to hell? No. If I look at a little porn, will I go to hell? No. But being a lukewarm Christian will send you straight to hell. Get away from that stuff. Leave it alone. You don't have to have it in your life. Me and Rex went over to the homeless shelter and he was singing. And we got a, a, a little bit later, we was hanging out. I said, brother, how long has it been? He said, brother Mark, I'm going to tell you how long it's been. I'll let him tell this testimony. Man, I said, I love you. I'm so proud of you that you don't do that anymore. How long has it been for you? Maybe it's never been. You play church. 
You look good on the in, outside. You got it all together. You got the big Bible here every Sunday. Some of the worst people I've ever met in my life, I met them in church. They walk the walk. They talk the talk. But there's really never been a, a true conversion in their lifestyle. They're lukewarm. They're dying and going to hell. They don't even know it. If my wife was dying, I'd do everything in my power to save her. If my sons were dying, I'd do everything in my power to save her. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play. I would drive over anybody, anything, a thousand miles an hour to get them to the hospital. I would knock. I would kill. I would do anything to save their life. I wouldn't play. Being a Christian ain't something you ought to play it with. You need to be either in or out. I prefer you being in. Jesus prefers you being in. But so many are headed down the wrong road. Brother Mark, you meddling, you bother me. You come to church and you play Christian, but as soon as you leave, your life is really no different than others in the world. You could be lukewarm. Your friends would be shocked. Number five, your friends would be shocked if they found out you were a Christian. I'm done. Listen to me. I got two more. Maybe three. Do your friends know you're a Christian? Do your friends know you're a Christian? Do your coworkers know you're a Christian, or do you stand around and listen to all the dirty jokes? Do you? Do you cuss like a sailor at 8.05? When you don't get your way. It's quiet in here this morning. I love it. Someone told me one time, Pastor Mark, if they're quiet, they're learning. Well, I hope so this morning. When I die, because I'm going to die and you're going to die and we're all going to die. When I leave this world, I want you to show up and say, that was a good Christian man right there. I don't want you to second guess at all. I want my friends that even ain't walking with Christ to know that I was walking with Christ and that I try to get them to walk with Christ. Your friends would be shocked if they found out you were a Christian. You could be lukewarm. You spend more time on Facebook than you do in the good book. Everybody pick your feet up. Why don't you give God some of that Facebook time? I think God was talking to me about this lukewarmness. I have started to set that phone away from me. Pick up my daily devotionals. Pick up my Bibles. Not try to find it on the internet, but find it in the book. Why don't we take a sabbatical from Facebook? Let me take a week off. Oh, I still got Instagram. I'm still on Twitter. I'll tweet somebody, Pastor Mark. I'll be with you on Facebook, but I'll tweet away. Why don't we put it down a week? Why don't we put it down a week? Teenagers, could you go a week? Moms and dads, could you go a week? 
I'm just asking. You spend more time on Facebook rather than you do in the good book, you could be lukewarm. The Bible says, that number seven, the Bible that you have been carrying back and forth to church still looks like you just bought it. I'm on my fourth one. And I dug it out of the scrap pile because I didn't have enough money to go get me one. Somebody left it, and I found it in the lost and found. I opened it up. I started reading. I'm on my fourth Bible. I took one out of Parkview's lost and found. That was the one I had before this one. The first one my friend bought for me, and I wore it cover to cover. It sits in a display case in my house. I'm on my fourth Bible. My second Bible, I gave it away to somebody who just got saved. Your Bible ought to look worn out and not sun-faded. Because you're trying to get it out of a ticket. Can you not see, officer, that I'm a good Christian person? My Bible is setting up here. Folks, I've had more tickets than all y'all put together. And the good book sitting on my dash has not got me out of one ticket. <laughs> That's the truth. Maybe if I hit them with the book, they'll let me go. I don't know. The Bible that you have been carrying back and forth to church still looks like you just bought it. You sometimes skip out on saying grace. Number eight, I got one more. You sometimes skip out on saying grace before a meal while out in a public place because you're afraid of what others might think. Being a Christian to some, would, would Todd and Mary and Janet come back up and Sing for me real quick. Listen to me. Being a Christian to some means getting out of hell. To others it means that Jesus is everything. What does it mean to you this morning? Come right now. I want them to play that last song. There will be some leaving. There will be some moving. There will be some stirring. There will be some looking the other way. But I'd ask you to some of you that really want to follow the Lord in every area of their life, that really want to get sold out this morning to join me on my knees at the altar this morning. As they begin to play and you say, Brother Mark, some of those areas, they hit home with me. I want God in every area of my life. Come and join me at the altar. If it gets packed, let's just pack it in. And let's get straight with the Lord. I don't want him spitting your name out of his mouth this morning. As they begin to play this morning, as they begin to sing. Go ahead, guys. As they begin to play and sing this morning, join me at this altar. I'm coming first. Come on. Lord, breathe in. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare. Sanctuary 
God of praise, amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this hour. Thank you for your presence felt, Father. Father, our prayer is that we have the same mind, the same heart, that we'd serve you in the same aspect in our church in our life at home, in our daily routine. The Bible says, I know your deeds, 
that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. But because you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Lord, may we not walk out of here lukewarm. May we not walk out of here cold. That we may walk out of here on fire for you. That is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen. Hallelujah. You'll be seated.